to anyone in the family, let's keep them in prayer. Keep them in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, tonight, uh, I've got some food for thought. And then uh, we're we, we talking about the names of God in the Old Testament. We're going to um, we're going to give another name tonight. But, all right. So the food for thought is um, it's entitled Eagle in Flight. Eagle in flight. Amen. Eagle in flight. Um, he he gives power to the weak. Isaiah forty verse twenty nine. I was watching an eagle in flight when, for no apparent reason, it began spiraling upward. With his powerful wings, the great bird soared ever higher, dissolved into a tiny dot, and then disappeared. Its flight reminded me of Isaiah's uplifting words. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. That's Isaiah 40, verse 30 and 31. Life's heartaches and tragedies can put an, an, an end to our resilience, our endurance, our nerves, and bring us to our knees. But if we put our hope in the Lord and, and rarely on him and rely on him rather and rely on him he renews our strength the key to our endurance lies in the exchange of our limited resources for God's limitless for God limit strength there's no limit to his strength is what it's saying and and it is our and it is ours for the asking with God's strength we can run and not be weary even when days become hectic and demanding, with, with his strength, we can walk and not faint. Even though tedious, dull routine makes the way seem dreary and long. The psalmist exclaimed in the midst of his weary, tearful pilgrimage, blessed, blessed is the man whose strength in you. Psalms 84 verse 5. Oh, what an exchange. God's infinite strength for our finite weakness. If you are helpless in life's fray, God's mighty power will be your stay. Your failing strength he will renew for he's God, for he's a God who cares for you. God gives strength in proportion to the strain. So he know what we need, doesn't he? And he know how to give us exactly what we need when we need it. We're talking about a faithful God. Amen, a faithful God. Now, the uh, we talked about um, 
names of God in the Old Testament. We, we first covered uh, El Shaddai, All-Sufficient One, our Lord God Almighty. And then we covered El Elyon, which means God Most High. El Elyon, it can be translated as the most exalted God. Now tonight we're going to look at Adonijah, which means Lord Master. Amen. In the Old Testament, Adonijah occurs 434 times. There are heavy uses of Adonijah in Isaiah. Adonijah, Jehovah. It occurs 200 times in Ezekiel alone and appears 11 times in Daniel chapter 9. Adonijah is the first use in Genesis 15-2. Amen. God is good, isn't he? He's so good. He's faithful. Amen. Never have failed and he never will. Now tonight, uh, we're going to... Uh, Go back to uh, the subject on the last days. We started that. Uh, so let, let's look at Second uh, Timothy two fifteen. That's the verse we're going to read tonight. Second Timothy two fifteen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 2 Timothy 2.15. Now, it reads as... Second Timothy 2.15. All right, let, let me read that verse, and then we're going to... Second Timothy chapter three—that's what we're dealing with. But two fifteen says, Second uh, Timothy two fifteen says, uh, "Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth." Now, Second Timothy three verse. Verses 1 through 5. 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 5. Know this also, that in the last days, peerless times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, Despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Let, let's pray. Father, thank you for the word of God. For the word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. God, help us to deny ourselves and take up our cross and to follow you each day. Lead and guide us and direct us, Lord. Help us to obey your voice. Speak through these lips of clay tonight. 
Just have your way. God, we thank you for the victory, Father. Thank you for deliverance in Jesus' name. For the glory of God, amen. Amen. Now, the Apostle Paul was writing to, to Timothy, his son in the gospel. You know, uh, Timothy was, was a young man, and, and, he, and God, God sent, as, as God was leading Paul, he met Timothy. And, and really, Paul took Timothy and circumcised him. You know, he did that to keep down trouble. Keep down flack. I mean, I know that. He did. He didn't have to circumcise Timothy, but he did because, because of the people. You know, some, those, Jew, those Jews back there was full of self. They, they were full of self. And, 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 and they tried to nitpick every little thing. So, uh, you know, Jesus himself did things like he, when they want to know if, if, if uh if Jesus paid taxes. Well, he wasn't supposed to, you know. But he did. He, why did he do that? Why did Jesus pay those taxes? Well, to try to, to, to in other words, to display love, really. He was displaying love. He, they, the, uh, the, the children, they, they weren't supposed to pay those taxes. But Jesus, you know, sent Peter to get, you know, to the, to the lake or to the sea and cast the, his hook in there and he, Pulled out the first fish and, and said, open this mouth and you'll find a piece of money. And he did. Take it and pay the taxes for you and me. So he did that to, well, try to show the people that, to, to manifest the love of God, what he was doing. He really was. He didn't have to do that. See, Jesus, did, Jesus was a man full of God, wasn't he? Full of the Holy Ghost, full of fire, full of the love of God. And he manifested God. He revealed God. He used wisdom, didn't he? Yes, he did. Amen. He, he was a man that, that, that really, the Bible says he grew in wisdom. It's one of the things he grew in, you know. He, he, he was, he is our Savior. Isn't that right? And, and so, so we, we, we really need to um, love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love our neighbor as ourself. And love our enemies. I mean, that's a lot of love, isn't it? <laughs> but we can, only, we, can, we can only manifest that love through the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God being in us. Amen? Hallelujah. The Bible says, be not drunk with wine, where is excess. But what? But be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be full of the Spirit of God. God wants us to be full of the Spirit of God. Amen? And we need to be in these last days. We're living in perilous times. And, and, and Paul, that's what Paul was telling Timothy. Now, all right. Paul exhorted Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15. I just read that, you know. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing. In other words, telling it like it is. Cutting it straight. Amen? Don't deviate from truth, but tell it like it is. Also in, in 2 Timothy 4-2, Paul exhorted Timothy, what, to preach the word. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. But the time would come when they would not endure sound doctrine. Is that what it said? But after their own love shall they heap unto themselves teachers, 
having itching ears. They want their ears tickled. They want to hear fables. They want to hear things that satisfy the flesh. Either, either we, we walk in the spirit or we walk in the flesh. One of the two. And God's people, God, have, have told us to walk in the spirit. The word of God said, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are what? Contrary. The one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. Amen. When you're a Christian, you just can't do. You can't follow the flesh is what I'm saying. If, if when you're a Christian, you got to walk in the spirit in order to please God. Amen. But so many have turned back to world, to the world, to fleshly things. Being satisfied with fleshly things. But God will meet our needs if we walk right before him. Isn't that right? He'll give us what we need. Lots of times people want stuff they don't really need. Isn't that right? Amen. But, but uh, hallelujah. But God's faithful. God wants us to be content the things that we have. Amen. And trust him for what we need. He's faithful. As Pastor Benner brought out this morning, he, he really preached the word this morning. If you, if you didn't hear the message, Need to need to get a get a CD. Get get the CD. Great word. In Second Timothy is the final communication of Paul. I fought a good fight, finished my course, and kept the faith. All right. Uh, and that was Paul's epitaph. That was Paul's swan song. The swan song was the last book that he wrote. Second Timothy was the last book he wrote. The swan song. He was getting ready to depart, get out of here. Thank God. But this man, Paul, had fought a good fight. He had, he had endured hardness as a good soldier. He really had. He, he didn't take down. He suffered. But God showed him, didn't he? After God saved him, God showed him the things he was going to suffer for his namesake. Amen. A man that hazardous life for the gospel. A man that when, when, when he got ready to go up to Jerusalem on one occasion, uh, uh, different ones came to him and told him, say, look, when you go up there, they, but this is what they're going to do to you. No, they're going to kill you. And, and they begin to weep. You know what Paul said? What caused you to weep and to break my heart? I'm not only ready to, to, to suffer for the na- name of the Lord, I'm ready to die. Isn't that right? See, when you, you can't die for him unless you live for him. Paul had lived for God, and he was ready and willing and able to die for God. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? That's what it takes, you know. I mean, it, it, hallelujah. It takes giving you all. Is you all on the altar of sacrifice laid? Does your heart, the spirit controls? Think that's where it goes. You can only find rest. How'd that go? Peace and sweet rest. And when you yield them your body and soul. We need God want our all, doesn't it? Not, not half of us. All of us. All. You're all on the altar of sacrifice laid. Hallelujah. He's calling for you and me to come to him and to give our all. Not half, but all. So Apostle Paul was, was warning Timothy, letting him know what was going to happen, what was going to come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. He speaks, Paul speaks of the coming apostasy. Today apostasy is all over the world and in the church. 
What we do? What do we mean about apostasy? Apostasy means a total desertion of the principles of the faith. So apostasy is not due to ignorance. It, it, it's a heresy. A heresy is any beliefs or theory that is strongly at variance with established beliefs or customs. It's against God. It's against truth. All right? Apostasy is, it is deliberate error. It is intentional departure from the faith. An apostate is one who knows the truth of the gospel and the doctrine of the faith, but he or she has refused to accept or to obey them. Isn't that sad? We have a lot of apostates today. A lot of people that have departed from the faith. The word of God say, in the last days, what? Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed, what? To subducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Isn't that right? That's what he said. Get that verse and read that for me. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Read on down a little further for me. Many shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Hallelujah in Timothy. Thank God. Apostle Paul was, was really warning Timothy, letting him know what was coming in the last days. And we're in those last days now. You got that? Or what does it say? Having a conscience seared with the hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanded to stain from me to read. All right. And know the truth. Amen. See, some people say you can't eat certain meat. You know, because I don't eat certain meat. I don't eat shrimp because I'm allergic to it. Is that, is, is that considered meat? Maybe. I don't know. And so, <laughs> some people speak against eating pork, you know. But let me say this much. We can eat that cat, those things in moderation. Should should be in moderation, shouldn't it? Because some people eat raw fish. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get out of here. Get <laughs> and raw shrimp and raw oysters. My Lord. Ugh. I tell you what, they, if they do that, they better really pray before they eat that stuff. I'm telling you, isn't that right? Because when it's cooked, it's, it's, it can be, it can make you sick if you ain't careful. But if you're going to eat that stuff, Raw, let's pray for the ones that do that, all right? Oh, God is so good. God is so good. Hallelujah. So Paul was warning Timothy of what was coming. Amen. Warning him of the things that was coming. All right. And he gave 19 different things, 19 adjectives. And the first one, that there be lovers of pleasure, right? What is it? Now, lovers of their own selves. Lovers of their own selves. And, and, and this goes on, a lot of this goes on in Washington, D.C. Lovers of their own selves. Isn't that right? Amen. <laughs> and also in Hollywood, you find a lot of this. Lovers of their own selves, sticking their chest out. Give me this, and I'm this, I'm that, all right? In the schools, we have it. Isn't that right? Lovers of their own self. And in the church, in the churches, we have it. Amen. So, so the Apostle Paul was really warning Timothy what was coming. People will be lovers of their own selves. 
And we have it today. We can see that today. And then the next one is covetous. Covetous. Now, covetous takes in lovers of money. This, this, see, lovers of money follow self-love. Paul said in, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 6.10, For the love of money, what? Is the root of all evil. Which while some have coveted after, listen to what it said now, have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So, but thou, man of God, what? Flee these things. Flee that. Fall after righteousness, peace, and joy. Thank God. See, Paul was really, hallelujah, he was really letting, hallelujah, letting Timothy know, amen, that, hallelujah, these are the, they said, but the love of money is the root. Now, money, the love of money is the root of all evil. Now, money itself is not bad. Right? We need money to live. The problem comes in our attitude toward money. Isn't that right? Covetousness reveals itself not only in, in, in possessions of wealth, but also in the use of it. Money lovers are drawn, are, are driven by greed. Isn't that right? Greedy. Just give me a little bit more. A little bit more. Hallelujah. Never can get enough. Hallelujah. And, and how does it go? See, a scripture says, I can't think of that scripture right now. But anyway, it let know that people are greedy. A lot of them are greedy. Greedy after money and after things. Hallelujah. But God wants us to trust him Amen. and obey him and do his will. And he, the next one is boasters. Boasters. One that talks with excessive pride. Of self-satisfaction about one's achievements, passions, or abilities. Example, two examples in scripture, boasters. Let's look at, don't tell me I didn't get that scripture. Oh yeah, all right. Let's look, let's look at uh, somebody that boasted and, and, and <laughs> it was a bad thing. Let's look at First Samuel 17. First time is 17, beginning at verse 40. We're going to look at two different verses of boasting that that wasn't good. Wasn't good at all. Hallelujah. Let's read this. Uh, Now, first time is 17. It's talking about David and Goliath. David and Goliath, the giant. This giant was a big man, tall man. You know, and, and, and would none of Israel go out to fight the giant. But David... David went out. Why? Because David knew the Lord. David, hallelujah. God had, had, had blessed David and used David. And, and David was a keeper of the sheep, wasn't he? He was keeping the sheep. And, but he, he took care of the sheep. One, one time he was keeping the sheep and a lion come in and, and tried to get a sheep. David, <laughs> David's not on my watch, so to speak. And, and he killed the lion, didn't he? A bear came in one time. He killed the bear. And so, so when, when, when he... Let, let's look at 1 Samuel. Let's begin to read here. 1 Samuel 17. Here, here's a man that boasted, but it wasn't good. All right? This is Goliath boasting. What did he say? Start at verse 40. 17 verse 40. And he took his staff in his hand 
All right, now, now let's talk about David. Now, David took five smooth stones from the brook. And then, then here's somebody, and this is humility here. Isn't that right? He, he believed God. He took five smooth stones from the brook and did what? And he put him in his shepherd's bag. Little, little, hallelujah, a little humble young fellow, young man. Put him in his shepherd's bag, all right? Which he had even in a script. Uh-huh. And his sling was in his hand. He had his sling in his hand, and he had five smooth stones in the shepherd's bag. He, he was going to do business for God. Isn't that something? He was on business for God. Hallelujah. He meant business. And he knew, he knew that God would give him victory. Faith, what is faith? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You don't see no evidence of it, but you believe in God's going to take care of it. And David had confidence in God. Confidence that God would do this through him. Isn't that right? God used us if we'll let him. We got to let God use us. Got to get up off the stool and do nothing. Isn't that right? Let me say this. I went to the doctor. I'm telling this on myself now. And, and, and they were checking my heart and all, you know, and they said, they, they let me ride a bicycle. And you know what they said? <laughs> the diagnosis was I wasn't getting my heart up, my heart rate up high enough. Isn't that something? So <laughs> that's a little pitiful, isn't it? So, 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 but now what I do, I walk, go to the store and walk around the house and all, but I'm not doing, I got to do a little more. I got to get up off of it. I got to stop being such a couch potato. So <laughs> 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 what? Cardio. cardio. Cardi- yeah, cardio, yeah. Oh, for, oh, yeah. Need some more cardio. So y'all, y'all pray for me that I get that cardio, that I, that I, that I move like I shouldn't, and I'm going to buy a bike and, and, and you know, and just... Do some pumping and going on. <laughs> That's a little sad, isn't it? <laughs> but <laughs> just pray for me. Amen. God is so good. He's good. <laughs> He's faithful. Thank God. He's holy and pure. Thanks of God. Let's love God with all that's in us. Now, now, now David had confidence in God. What, did, what, what, what about David? What, did, what happened? He drew near to the Philistine. Now, and see... David had confidence in God, and he drew near to this Philistine. It was a big man, but David didn't care. David wasn't looking at the size. David believed God. When we believe God and trust in God, we don't have to look at the circumstances at all, regardless of what they are. We got our eyes on the Lord. We know he's faithful and he's fully able. All right. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And the Philistine, Goliath, came on and drew near unto David. All right. And the man that bare the shield went before him. Yeah, Goliath had a man that that, 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 that bore his shield. He had a big shield. Goliath had a big shield. And he had a man out there carrying the shield. All right. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David. He disdained him. He looked down on him. Oh, what in the world is this? He disdained him. This is just a kid coming to fight me. But he was saying, I read. For he was but a youth. His youth. And ruddy. And ruddy, yeah. And he was a fair counter. Just a young boy. Young. But he had God. 
And that's the main thing. Isn't that right? But God. God is faithful. All right. And the Philistine said unto David. Listen to what Philistine said. He began to, what did he say? Am I a dog? What in the world are they sending you out here to fight against me? I'm a man. man I, I'm a warrior, man. I'm a warrior. I know how to fight. You see all this armor I got? Well, you 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 just gonna be a pushover for me. That's what he thought. Amen. Go. That thou comest to me with staves. You come in with staves. See, that was, his, that was a mistake. He t- cursed David by his God. Out of God. that so can't do nothing. Can't say nothing. And they are nothing. The Bible says out of God is nothing, right? They're nothing. Amen. He cursed David by his God. It's all right. And the Philistine said to David. The Philistine said today, he's boasting now. This is pride. Ungodly pride. You know, there's two kinds of pride now. Isn't that right? Read. Come to me. Come to me. I'm going to give you a flush to the fowls of the air. I'm going to kill you and, and let the birds and, and fowl eat you. Eat your flesh, all right? To the beast of the field. To the beast of the field, all right? Then said David to the Philistines. And, and, and see, after he, this man did all this boasting, he boasted, ungodly boasting. Then David, in humility, what did David say to him? Then David said to the Philistines, come, Thou comest to me with sword and with the spirit. You come, with a, with, come to me with the sword and with the spirit. And with the shield, you got all your armor, all right. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. See, see the difference? See the difference? Can't we see the difference? But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I come to you. And he's talking about God, the Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's majestic. He's all-powerful. He's mighty. And David believed in God. He, he knew God had all his power, but he believed in God himself, didn't he? He believed in God. He knew God. All right. The God of the armies of Israel. I'm, the God of the armies of Israel. I'm coming to your name as the God of the armies of Israel. Whom thou hast defied. And you defied him, and I don't like it. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. See how confident he talked? Hallelujah. That's faith. That's faith. That's trusting God. That's believing God. Knowing that God will not let you down. Hallelujah. What did he say? This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. The Lord going to deliver you into my hand. Uh-huh. And I will smite thee. I'm going to smite you. And take thy head from I'm going to cut your head off. Isn't that something? Hallelujah. Talking confident, knowing that God was with him. God was going to deliver him. So he was faithful to God and he trusted God. All right? I'm going to take your head from you, all right? And I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistine this day into the fowls of the air. Yeah, I'm going to give you a flush to the fowls of the air, all right? And to the wild beasts of the earth. And to the wild beasts of the earth. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. All the earth can know there's a God in Israel. Amen. And he's not, he not the, see, see at, at a time some of them thought God was just the God of the, of the mountains, you know. He, he could deliver people when they was up high. And think he was the God of the valley. <laughs> but they found out he was. Isn't that right? It doesn't matter where you are. If you're in God, God will take care of you. On the mountain, in the valley, wherever you are, God is faithful. He's almighty. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank God. Thank God. All right. Read. Glory. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. See, the assembly is going to know that God don't say, God saveth not with sword and spear. And the battle is the Lord's. My, listen to what David said. We, we got to just camp here a little bit. The battle is the Lord's. This battle not in my hand. The battle not in Israel's hand. The battle is the Lord's. The battle belonged to God. Isn't that right? Amen. See, as long as they trust, Israel trusted God and walked up right, God took care of them. God, he really did. He took care of them. He kept them safe. He delivered them from the enemies. And when they began to turn away from God and walk in sin, God let the enemies come and overtake them. See, God told them. God had told them. As long as they walk up right, he would take care of them. He let them know that. They turned away from God. All right, read. That's what David said. And he will give you into our hands. He's going to give you into our hands. All right? And it came to pass. It came to pass. What did David do? When the Philistine arose. The Philistine arose. He came and drew nigh to meet David. He came close to David. He came nigh to David. That David hasted. Hallelujah. See, David, listen to this. David wasn't afraid. He had... The confidence of God. God had given him strength, hadn't he? They believed. He, he, he killed the lion. He killed the bear. And now he's getting ready to kill this uncircumcised Philistine. Why? Because he believed God. He trusted God. He knew God wouldn't fail him. He's up against this big man. He didn't look at the size of him. He, he looked at the size of God. Isn't that right? See, he know God is a big God. God is, it, God is our everything. All right, read. And David did what? Ran toward the army to meet the Philistines. David ran toward him. David, hallelujah, thank God. What, what a, a faithful man. What a man of faith. He ran toward him, toward this giant, all right, to meet him, all right? And David put his hand in his bag. David put his hand in his bag. And took stones. It didn't take but one stone. He had five. He had five stones. It only took one. Took, he reached his hand in his bag and took a stone. And what happened? And slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. Slang it. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> smote him in his forehead. Hallelujah. God got God guided the stone. Isn't that right? God guided that stone. You better believe he did. God was with David. And, and God believed, David believed God. And, and he smote him. He, he had one stone. Didn't take but one stone. Smote him in his forehead. And what happened to the giant? This, all this big talk. That the stone sunk into his forehead. Stone, I mean, he, he, he threw that. It was a hard stone. And he threw it hard. It sunk into his forehead. He fell upon his face to the earth. He fell upon his face. He fell on his face. He didn't fall backward. He fell on his face. See, God is almighty. I can do all things. He fell up on his face to the earth. And what did David do? David, oh, that's good enough. David went up and, and cut his head off, didn't he? But I believe he did. God gave David victory. God David gave David victory. We're talking about boasting there that's not of God. It, from Goliath. All right? One more example of boasting. James chapter 4, verse 13 through 16. Listen to this. Listen to what James said. James 4. Verse 13 to 16. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. 
What does it say here? Go to now, he that saved today or tomorrow. We will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Stop. What's happening? See, these people, they, they're making plans. Got, they got made plans. You know, they'll be going to this city and we're going to buy and sell and, and we're going we're gonna to stay there a year and we're going to buy and sell and get gain. All right, we're reaching second verse, 14th verse. You don't know what's going to be on tomorrow. We don't know, do we? Only God knows what's going to be on tomorrow. So that's why we need to walk right each day. Take it a day at a time, praising God, living for God, obeying God, because we don't know what's going to be on tomorrow. All right? Well, what is your life? But what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time. It's even a vapor that appears for a little time. And then vanishes, vanishes away. And then vanishes away. All right, read. For that ye ought to say, if the, Lord will, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that, right? Go ahead. But now ye rejoice in your boasting. All such rejoicing at evil. They rejoiced and they boasted, but it was evil boasting. It didn't please God. Amen? Didn't please God. All right. So it's, uh, the next one's pride. The next one's pride. Hallelujah. Pride. Pride is a inward directed emotion. Um, it, it it carries now. now there is a there is a uh, negative pride. And there's a positive pride. And the, the negative pride, um, it, 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 it's, uh, pride refers to a, a, a foolishly corrupt sense of one's personal value, status, or accomplishment. Pride appears as seen to express the idea of appearing to be over others. So the word of God said, pride goes before destruction and a halt the spirit before fall. Isn't that right? Proverbs 6.16 6, said, these six things does the Lord hate. Yea, seven are the abomination unto him. And the first one is a proud look. God hates pride. So these six, God hated. These six things does the Lord hate. Seven, yea, seven are abomination unto him. A proud look is the first one. Then it goes lying tongue and so forth and so on. But we're talking about pride tonight. Hallelujah. Now, now, uh, positive. Talk about pride, uh, pride on the positive side. It, 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 it refers to a humble and content, humble and content sense of achievement toward one's own or another choices of action. Amen. That, 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 that's a, a, a good pride. Like I say, say uh, a, a man's going to do something, say, I, say, I've got pride in that. In other words, understand? In other words, if, if you do a good job on something, that's, you know, say he go to work, a man go to work, a woman go to work, and, and, and boss give him a job to do. And they do a good job. 
Well, like they have pride in that. Isn't that right? That's a, that's a good pride. And then that other, that, that other pride is that other pride is what caused the angel to become a devil. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. God hate pride. So when you get a chance, read, read uh, Proverbs 6, 16. Proverbs, let's just read that verse. Let's just read that verse. Proverbs 6, 16. 6, 16. Uh-huh. These six things that the Lord hate. Seven are abomination to him. A proud look. A, proud look. A, lying tongue. a lying tongue. And hands that shed innocent blood. Hands that shed innocent blood. And heart that devises wicked, wicked imagination. Amen. Feet that be swift to run to mischief. mischief. Yes. A false witness that speaketh lies. My, my, my. And he that soweth discord among us. See, these things God hate. And pride is at the top of the list. Amen. Our God is faithful. Now, we're going to look at one more, then I'm going to be finished tonight. We'll look at one more. Blasphemers. Blasphemers are, are railers. You can say blaspheme or are, are a To blaspheme is to, is to curse or slander someone verbally, treating them with contempt or feeling that a person or thing is beneath consideration, worthless or Deserving scorn. While we know, while we now reserve the term for, see, while we now deserve the term for, for those who revile God. Amen. Blasphemy is any manner of speech that degrades or disrespects the value of another. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God we have a lot of that today, don't we? Hallelujah. God is good, saints. So Paul was letting Timothy know the things that was going to come. He gave him 19 different things, letting him know that, that that would be in the last days. And saints of God, they all are here. All of them are here. Every last one of them are here. Amen. So we know we're living in the last day. So saints of God, as the word of God tell us to gird up the lungs of our mind and to be sober and to hope to the end for the grace that shall be brought unto us, what? At the revelation of Jesus Christ. Isn't that right? Thank God. Let, let, let's be swift witness for the Lord. Let's be on the firing line. Let's be bold witness for God every day, living holy and pure, letting our light shine. Isn't that right? Continue in the word. That hallelujah. But if you continue in my word, then I ye my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. The truth shall make you free. We need truth, don't we? And thank God for, for, for this sanctuary here. We got a pastor that preached the truth. The, the whole counsel of God. Isn't that right? So, so let, let's stand with Pastor Venom and Sister Venom. And let's really pray for the family. I mean, they, they had a devastating blow. You know, I mean, death is... Uh, now, the Bible speaks about death. So the last enemy shall be destroyed is death. Isn't that right? Death is an enemy. See, because when God made man, God didn't make man to die, really. Not really, did he? But death came because of sin. 
Hallelujah. Death came. What's the word of God? So the wedges of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So God has told us exactly what he wants us to do in his word, haven't he? But we need to follow him. Follow the Lord closely, not at a distance, but closely because he's coming soon. So let's be encouraged tonight to, to follow on to know the Lord. And, and as these, all of these things that Paul exalted Timothy to, to let him know what was coming to pass, we don't have to worry, but we need to be alert, don't we? We need to know what's going on. I mean, you, you don't, you don't, we're not, we don't want to be like an ostrich, stick our head in the sand. No, 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 no. Let's, let's pray for a president and for, and for those in authority. The Bible tells us to pray for those in authority, doesn't it? kings and those in authority, that we may live a quiet and peaceful life. So let's pray that God will take care of a situation. Amen? Pray that God will <laughs> let our prayer with it. Let him <laughs> help him. We already, you know, because he, oh man. <laughs> God will pray that, that he really help our president. You know what I mean? I mean, God's faithful, God's able, Amen. and saints. It, it's, hallelujah, pray and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. Thank you for victory, Lord, tonight. Lord, thank you for your joy and your peace. Oh, God, help us to keep our eyes and our minds on you, Lord, that you keep us in perfect peace, Lord. As the word of God said, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah, what? Is everlasting strength. May God bless you. Amen. Everlasting strength in the Lord, saints. And everlasting strength. We don't have to worry about a thing if we trust him and live for him. Like David had confidence, God wants to have confidence in him. Amen. Because he'll never fail us, never leave us, nor forsake us. Amen.